0: the very very interesting point is um that you don't know where your next opportunity is going to come from that's That's it that is why you have to have as many irons in the fire as you possibly can that is why you have to network with as many people and that is why everybody should remember you as wonderful to work with
1: in the room 52 jokers wild no, there's there we're on it because like I don't know. I think you might be a writer among you've shot so many hats on these days. See, every time I look up. You're, you're actually you're acting in it. You've wrote the damn thing. You've you're producing it. You're directing. it. You're doing location. Actually, I think you're asking for a farm in Wicklow for someone else at the moment. But I
2: mean, you're out there. Multi-hyphenated is the word, isn't it? There you yeah. go. That's the one great they're thing, around quite a bit.
1: The great thing that we like is, and it, it's actually following on from a conversation with CJ Wally the other Mm. day. And he says, writers have to step out of the drawer because Mm -hmm. if you, you can stay in there and hope someone comes along and makes your film or does so, but if you want to be proactive rather than reactive, you've got to step out of the drawer. You've got to start promoting yourself. Actually beyond that, you've got to start finding this other production team, these other people, you've got to go play and work with them to get to, to increase your chances of getting yeah. yours done you know and then and, and what i am evidencing and i don't i'm not using on facebook and places like that but you're creeping in in front of me <laughs> and you're all over the shop i don't know whether i have you on stock, follow or something but you're there you've done a, i think you've done about three or four shorts in the last three days You so tell us about that for a second
3: yeah, hundred uh, percent agree with you. What what CJ said. Um, it's like I, I was a writer for ten years and no one cares about you uh, when you're a writer. No one no one seems to notice you, and all of a sudden you start directing things, and everyone's like, you know, add me as friends on Facebook. And Everyone's like, oh, can I be in this film? Can I be in that film? I send you my reel, send you my CV, and you're like, what's happening? No one cared about me when I was just a writer, like you know. Yeah. And uh, it is it's that thing that like you just have to when you're just a writer. Uh, it's so much harder to get recognised when you step out of that and you start doing direct and everything else, it just seems to be that then people start caring. They're like, okay, who's this? Like, you know.
1: How did you meet yeah. now? How did you meet Ron again,
3: Stephen?
4: Well, I met Stephen um, on a set. I was, before I met Stephen, I was on another set called Here They Come and it's a new film that I'm doing. Um, and then I was working with a girl on there called Dana and she was doing sound and she was like, I'd love for you to be in my next film. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, give me the details, whatever. So then uh, I went on to set and Stephen was there. Stephen was the writer. It was one of his first short films he wrote. And we were just talking and we really hit it off. And he was like, "Um, I have a new film called Behind the Mask and I'd love you to be in it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, so he sent it on to me and we were on set and we were just talking. And then I was doing a few more films with him. And I found that sometimes when I look at people when they're acting or directing in my mind, I'm like, I'd love it if we done it this way or add this, whatever. Um, so I just suggested like something to him. And he was like, oh, that's really good, Snaid, actually. So then he was like, do you want to direct with me? And then I was like, yeah, sure. So we directed a few things together and we started writing together. And that's how we became like super close. So that's how we met. And then on the set of Forever, Ronica had appeared. And she was just, she came up because she was just in Bray at the time. And I met her there. And then I text her the next day and I was like, oh, so nice meeting you. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize that was you. And we started talking and then I got cast in some of her stuff. And then I ended up directing uh, When You Did, which is her new her new short film that we done
0: together, I, I tend to write for the kind of the the 24
1: to, to 40 kind of bracket. They don't read. Well, yeah, no, they're watching a film. I forgot. No, it's a film. It's not a novel. It's <laughs> <He's> not <rising. laughs> a novel.
0: He's writing. This is
1: a visual no. medium. I was taking a novella, about. you know, sorry, I just said. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And I no, don't write that kind of no, romance. Like, I don't, I
0: don't write the kind of the the cheesy. So, no, hold
1: on a second. You no, honestly think there's a bunch of 24 year old, 30 no, year old Irish going no, out there watching a movie, no romantic movie.
0: You know, that's why I, that's what I said. I yeah. don't write the typical. Right, is kind it in manga style is what dramas. we want to know yeah, yeah. because that might make yeah. a bit
1: more sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. That's yeah. like I, I, I tend to write stories that are that are very grounded in reality. And that's why most of my stuff doesn't actually have happy endings or not happy endings in the kind of cheesy, you know, typical sense. Well it thick, does thin-tiny. have an
1: audience. You no, know, this is back to you know the maths, the account can't help it. Yeah. So you're writing for an audience of a market size that will go watch this. That's going to raise yeah. finance, get the thing made. They're out there watching this. That we now we yeah. know from Stephen Fellows or follows whatever fucking name is Fellows, the Fellows. The Fellows, the statistics say yeah you know, horror zombie might win indie production drama romance could be down the other end of the cube of not getting payback. I don't see it up where the green and red was. There was a bloodbath this side of indie. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was actually, you know, if it's a zombie horror, dramatic romance between you know a vampire and a, and a zombie, it might mm-hmm. fall back into that indie curve. But the great thing about it is you're getting paid because you're being commissioned. But yes. if you were reducing, that's a different story to get yeah. paid to get to the end market.
0: Now, the thing is, um, I fall into a very lucky category of most of the big um big players so rte virgin all of yes. them they are looking they don't do genre
2: right so uh, yes okay they, yeah. they don't
0: they tend not to fund horror they tend not to fund sci-fi they tend to fund heavy yeah. hitting drama that can go on rte hence don't yeah. don't
1: she says hence cut out the bit where yeah, i'm cursing about it the the national broadcaster right yeah. she's a, she's one of those darling children that That's meet all it. the criteria
5: i don't want to go back to that I, I to a certain life that other people do it so you must do it or uh, everyone has done it for the last couple of hundred of years and not everybody can be um, the I, don't, I mean not everybody can be like i like like and the, I have very little interest in sports I have very little interest in sports, but if you like, join the club, but it, except like, it's not a sports club, club. It's, it's an, anti-sports, an club. anti-sports But growing up in certain places, like if you weren't into football, if you weren't into watching guys mm-hmm. running around after other guys on a football field, you were weird. If you didn't go to the or pub... Or you became an actor. Yes, if you know, didn't, if you yeah, weren't into going to the pub and uh, watching a TV screen and shouting and roaring at men, following other men on a football field, you were weird. But for me, it's like, yeah, like. I just... Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's trying to realise that you can't be... um, All things to all. Yeah. I mean... I feel like saying it, I'm, I'm not into sport, but, but it like it's all, it's okay to be that.
1: The, the one problem you're having here, Aiden, is you keep on going to football matches. You keep on going to fucking pubs with <laughs> sports clubs and sports TV <laughs> no, on, no, no, and no. expecting to be
5: part of the crew. No, you, you no, just need to move I, pubs. You, no, I used to, I, I, I used to <laughs> pretend to be interested yeah. in that, but now it's like, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> you're obviously in Hollywood or or in that sort of area now, and you're obviously getting work. What what made you change from being in Ireland was you know and, and go to to Hollywood. Or was it just chance?
6: No, I always dreamed of, like even whenever I was a kid, of being in America, in Hollywood. And I went to college in New York in the American Academy of Dramatic Arts when I was doing acting. Still do some acting, but uh, I ended up on the other side of the camera producing stuff an awful lot more. Um, But like, I think in many respects like for an Irish actor at the time you kind of had there wasn't enough work in Ireland mm-hmm. um productions were only starting to come into Ireland like if you remember John Houston was actually the person responsible for helping film yes. would be set up in the first place um so thanks John Houston. and like you kind of really only had a choice of going to the UK and yeah. being from Belfast it's kind of like yeah I'm not I'm not really a UK bird so it's sort of like yeah all right that's jump in the deep end and see how it goes and I was lucky enough to get you know a start in Ireland and then um because I'd already been in the states and lived away for quite a while it kind of it wasn't as daunting as uh it would have been had I've never been in the states before trained in the states but like the approach to acting is very different um so yeah like it seemed more like a challenge and I just find the fact that you know the landscape is stunning the, the attitude is very different over here so it was just more of the right vibe for me I wasn't sure now how like how LA was going to be in comparison to New York and I mean like night and day right. uh so like LA is kind of like a city that will bring you yeah, it'll bring you to your knees in many respects you'll learn like what you're made of over here and new york is a lot more overtly aggressive like I, one thing i love about new york is like they'll tell you to get stuffed to your face and in la it's like yeah we'll call you
2: so one of the things that we started to do which may also help is that on your next short which may also have no budget use the likes of beck to uh, rates work out what everybody's rate is and, and mm. actually come to terms with them that that effectively you've invested into my project, your time, which is worth this amount of money. Mm. What then starts to happen is you then start to take it seriously. (laughs) That's the difference. You then start to say, well, actually, this is the value that I've now put into this film. We need to somewhere on the line, try and get the value back, either by getting this into winning awards in some form or fashion, or trying to get work that pays for these other people to then move on. And that becomes a very useful way of looking at things. So you, but, but without losing what you've done in the current approach, you know, because you're actually helping nurturing people into those roles and helping them build up their confidence that yes, I can do this. And there is no difference between what I'm doing here when I'm helping somebody else to what I'm actually doing when I'm actually getting paid for it. Mm. And I think those people that then do pay for their skills, which may be a little bit later on, they'll appreciate these people know what they're talking about and they are actually being more professional the ones that claim to be professional at times that was just just a few thoughts coming from yeah
1: i was just i'm gonna come back swing back around on the same thing again (laughs) not be funny or anything else no the great thing was you're saying you found these other extras they're only extras they want they're aspiring actors or tesbians or somewhere in between they're extras because they're there they're on set they've got she I'm an extra and I've never been on set. So, I mean, I'm on the list. I haven't even got to turn up to be an extra to get to go on the journey of maybe being an actor. Now I'm not, I don't, I'm not really on that journey, but I know mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of people out there. They've done the drama classes, done the spotlight school of dancing and backflipping and whatever else you might mm-hmm. need to do. And, but it's up to someone else to choose them because they will pick them from a from a reel and go. This is how, in my mind's eye, they fit this role. They fit that yeah. look. They fit. The, so it's, the decision is someone else's decision. The great thing you it still was your decision in this case, but you were going. It wasn't based on. Pa- what you did in the past. It was mm. based on your present and future potential. And you saw that in the, and you gave them the opportunity. And that's the language that we're loving because that's where we are. We're going, mm. no one's going to give us a job. I wouldn't give me a mm. job after seeing me on CV. So therefore, oh, yeah. but do they believe in the passion? Do they believe in the vision? Do they believe in the potential? That's the story you want to, to pitch. And therefore, with your scripts, with your stories, with your actors and with your team, it's to pitch that believable journey and you're going to see, you want people to see in you what you see in them and mm-hmm. that's, that the, but you have to be seen to that, for that to be seen, potentially yeah. seen and understood.
3: Yeah. Completely. And there's a lot of and, people out there. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And I'm not even like, they're not even all just extras. Like uh, a few of them have been in stuff, but like, I think to have so many more opportunities, like I think it's, it's just, it's strange. Like, uh, Sandra and Richard, uh, that I had in Forever, um, they were brilliant. Like, they, And they've been in a lot of short films and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, Sandra was in The Lobster Confero and everything. They were so good. Like, They were just so good. Like, I would have them uh, again in another film if I had a, a role for them. No, like, you happy, can't. Like. No, you have to get some other newbies. Because then That's everything, it. when More you same yeah.
1: actors
5: appear,
3: will be
1: appearing yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: But no, I mean, I suppose... Um, I, I, you need to edit the bit out where I said it. I didn't take them serious. <laughs> no, uh, I, what I meant was um, budget wise, they're not like they're, the tree films are really small scale. Like behind the mask was shot basically in the one on the one floor. Forever was shot on the same spot in Bray. Sharpeyd was basically shot here in my own apartment. And the other one that we have this Sunday drink up is shot in my apartment. So they're a very small budget look, you know. You know um, what, Stephen?
1: I, I'm gonna use the language we're using in the last couple of months. I'm gonna to stick to this, you know, going forward anyway. You're a gorilla. That's what you are. You're <laughs> gorilla marketing, you're gorilla filmmaking, you're an indie gorilla. You're going, I'm not one location, half a location, that'll can do. An <laughs> well, actor yeah, yeah. don't even need them. I just look out the window. Yeah, you know, we'll take a couple of birds and we we'll start doing some mime. You know, it's it's no, the great thing is you're starting on the minimum location, the yeah. minimum number of actors, the minimum amount mm. of moving parts to create a
2: story that has meaning. I love the idea of structure. I love the idea of the way that things get formed. And one of the things that I've been looking at, because we were talking about the Greek thing, was I started reading Plato's Republic. Mm. And one of the things I started realizing, if I want to make a not really good sci-fi good movie, George is reading not, Plato's not, Republic. i
1: watching Mister. And I got Aristotle,
2: yes, Aristotle as well. Yes, but you suddenly find that when you start to read, I've got some Tom of those and Jerry. I
1: don't know. It's about as good as I am, I
3: guess, But
2: the great thing about it is, is when you start to understand how things are designed, even from the very beginning, and you be. Begin to understand about societies and how they get framed Mm -hmm. and how you get framed within it, then you can suddenly start to look at a character set in contemporary time who suddenly discovers that everything they thought they knew was right Mm -hmm. turns out to be a lie because they've been formed in a construct.
1: Right, that's Um, the Matrix. We're back again. Back into the
2: Matrix. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Because one of the things is you start to look at when Plato started talking about how do you build a city, he was starting to put those constructs on all these people. Then if you suddenly find that what's happened is it's gone out of, all over the place and you suddenly find that there are characters trying to live their life. Because if you read 1984, that's what 1984 is about. Yeah. Because you've got Winston Smith suddenly discovering he's comp- he, he wants to rebel. And what's he doing? He writes a journal. Yeah. And he tries to hide it from the TV. And then we're sitting there. kind of going, I've got all these TVs around me. Now they're listening to me. George, now they're telling I me what I should be the thinking. The weird about.
1: thing is, someone's going off to rebel and writes a journal. Rebellion in my day is actually, we go back to CJ and go, script revolution, a little bit of rebellion. It's going to go mm. against the system. Citizen, but I think that's still Kane, important. not Susan yeah. Kane, Susan Smith. So it, that, that's where we are. It's first against the wall. Hang on a second there, there Gavin.
2: We we're talking about Winston Smith.
1: Yeah, who was care the about citizen? Smith. No, I'm talking but that was about the citizen. Smith.
2: But he was the citizen Smith that they were trying to deal with. First and I bet the you wall, that's where all the ideas are. And off the hook we go.
1: We talk <laughs> a big it. talk. We walk. We don't. We sometimes don't walk the walk. We we open our journal. And we make plans to conquer the world, and we put it in the drawer. The whole yeah. point is, we're back to what we said at the very, very beginning. They got to get out and do. They got to yeah. stop writing about it and start actually putting it into action. Now again, yes. so sort that type of thing. But. That's also doing it in your case because
2: if writing. there are writers, what we're trying to do here is 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 the writers if they understand the form they're trying to do, which is a construct as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm coming from an editor's perspective. Once you understand what needs to be constructed, then you can mm-hmm. go out and do. And yeah. if you don't understand that, then you can't you can't do the doing bit. You can't do the you, bit where we need to break it down to script. You
0: you you might be able to do the doing, but the doing won't do much.
2: That's
1: right. And do bears do doo doo in the woods? Or yeah. does a tree fall oh, back to um, the no, yeah, no,
0: I, I, you know. I, I, I agree 100%. Um, there should always be a little bit of structure, but I don't agree with be, with it being formulaic. So, especially as writers, no. I don't think if you stick to a for, if you know, Save the Cat is great and all, um, but uh, you cannot limit yourself to a formula.
1: Hold because, on a second. Did you I'm not sorry. write a bloody book called Script Hustling? And here's the book on the ABC and <laughs> how to do it.
0: Not, there's not one mention in there on how to write a script. I expect right, you to blood. already know how to ah.
2: write a What's the book about? Right. How to
0: what to do when you're when you've written the script.
2: Now, right. one of the things that uh, oh, I one like of the that. th- ah that's really good. But what coming from an editor's perspective go out and do the doo-doo. Yeah. Yeah. What one of the problems <laughs> with vivid. editing, which is where you have to finish up with a film in the end, is that you normally have time constraints that you're working mm-hmm. with. Now, if you're working uh in cinema, sometimes that varies. But if you're on a TV show, mm-hmm. you normally have 43 minutes to yeah. tell you a story because 43 minutes in the hour will allow them to have their commercials yeah. in the beginning, middle and end. And you only get mm-hmm. 43 minutes. So you've yeah. got to tell your story in some kind of structure so that by the yes. time it gets the ad break, there's a cliffhanger or there's a few other cliffhangers so that people are then carry on watching it at yeah. the other end. So there are, there are conventions that you still need to, you're still stuck between those signposts. Yes. But what happens between them is really up to the right. As yes. long as you hit that mark, it's the end point and yeah, the up what's point interesting has to match. there,
1: George, is you're saying you're stuck between signposts. You're not. Yeah. You're stuck between adverts. Actually, you're writing for yeah. adverts.
0: Yes, you are. That is why. That is why streaming is so amazing because all of that goes away. Even if it is a serial, even yeah. if it's serialized, made for TV content, ad breaks don't exist on Netflix. <laughs> so, uh-
2: the moment, and an
0: episode can at be at the moment <laughs> minutes or forty minutes, and it doesn't matter. And that is why yeah. streaming, I think, has become such a disruptor. No, but
2: are you, I, are you but going, I think me, the, you. I think the, I think the construct within that is going back to the old way because I've noticed that the, there, there are a lot of channels now opening up free if you watch the adverts Mm. so they're trying to because like the internet was open and free 20 years ago and you could look for anything you wanted but they've now commercialized it and although at the moment and it may may take 20 years i don't know but at some point they'll commercialize it to such a point that those constructs will be back in there so we still have to be aware of that otherwise when you make your film today what will happen is they'll they'll come along and say, "Oh, it doesn't quite fit. We're going to have to chuck this bit out, this bit out, yeah. and this bit to make it fit our yeah. our frame, if you like." Therefore, where are we in the are
1: we
5: in the wrong roles? But see, the thing is, Gavin, I think what it is is I'm, I mean, um, I think what happens is okay. Did you, I remember school, and in school. Uh, You're kind of conditioned. I remember being told at 18 before the leaving cert, before the big final year exam, before you leave high school, secondary school, grammar school, whatever. You need to do your best leaving cert to get the best marks. Otherwise, your life won't be uh, what it could have been. But I think people don't get the chance to do what they want to do because they're told at 18, get an apprenticeship go to college uh, just and then you get the mortgage. Then the first girl you ever looked at, uh, go out with her and then get married, get a mortgage, it into a pension and a job until you're 70. And then at 70, you've, your house paid off and then you get to sit around and for 10 years it. and look at the house you paid off. God. Yeah. And I mean, but so when I say it's not for me, I'm not knocking people who do that. But if you're going to do that, as long as it's what you really want to do. But otherwise, it's just going to be like, like miserable or pretending that everything's okay. And that's acting. And that's a form of acting I don't want to do. Now,
1: hold on a second. Did you just say in the same yeah. sentence, you're acting you're know, miserable, but it's okay. Or you're actually elated and happy. And it's not okay because you don't have your pension. You don't have your wife and 2.3 kids. What What is it you want? Is it, Okay, you may not have X, Y, and Z at the moment, but were you meant to have? Did you want it or did it just turn out that way?
5: I think it just turned out that way. But like, I don't know. I mean, people say like, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? I, I wouldn't remember.
1: I mean, Jesus, you tell me there's a bunch of women come up to you and go, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? That's the, <laughs> swipe left quickly. Let, let me tell you
5: something. Okay. I was on a first date one time in Dublin. First date. I watch that program now. What do you have for dinner? First date. <laughs> uh, it was the first date and uh, like a one and a half drinks And the girl who was a very well professional lady, like she was very smart. And she started... Obviously,
1: no, she's dating you. (laughs) He asked me, like, do you
5: want to have kids? Like, and how many? And I thought she was joking. So, of course, I said, yes, I'd like to have about maybe 6.5. Not 2.5. I want 6.5. Makes no sense. I just said it as a joke, thinking she was joking. But she was serious. And I think some people out there have a checklist in their brain, when they meet you, they yes, go they right, do. okay. Yes. Who's George? Can you advance my career? Uh, no, okay. Oh, hi, yeah. Garvin. How's yeah. it going? Yeah. Other people. Yeah. Do you see that there's a checklist about what they what they're supposed to about their condition. Okay, what I'm what sticking
1: want? with this one, Aiden. What's your checklist?
2: Um. Oh, do you have one? Do you need one? Well, I one mean, look, being in the moment means that sometimes You're you don't need
5: spot. to. You're improving. You're on the fly. That's another show. Okay. Checklist. I want to be a working actor. And a working comedian, voiceover, um, healthy as much as I can, uh, not be as hopefully not be too boring to people, um, halfway interested to talk to, and uh, stay out of jail, stay out of hospital, and uh, pay my taxes. That's cutting down an awful uh,
1: lot of venues with a captured audience, you know, so <laughs> because you're doing 95 different things. You're going wide, not deep. Now you could be going wide and deep in the sense of your. Ex- if you're a bloody expert and all, then you're really going to piss me off. You know that <laughs> means you know, you you're just too good at everything. Well, you got to. If, if I had to shoot you, and you're going to go right, you can only pick one, only one, and you got to go deep, not wide. Give it your all. Which one?
4: Oh God. Like if you had to remove one from me.
1: No, you're only getting one. You can be. No, you're a, only getting you one. Can, you can bake the, You can be baking for the queen, or you can be directing for for Hollywood. God knows what. But you you could be acting in front. You could be front of the camera. But you've got to pick the one. Are you in front? Are you behind? Are you doing the catering? Are you do making the SFX? I'm gonna let
2: I'm gonna let Sinead answer that question, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna come back afterwards and explain why that is not possible. But carry on. Yeah, just choose one particular thing that you you really love to do. Acting. 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 You're in front of the camera.
4: Without man. a doubt. Not even a question about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's, that's neat. That's, that's actually, because we all, we all are finding that we have to act through life. And that's an interesting thing. And, and playing different parts and different roles, depending on, it doesn't matter what the medium is, is is quite an exciting thing. So that, that's pretty good. Now, this is where we come back to. Tell us why you're, you're finding that you're having to be high, uh, multi-hyphenated as opposed to being fixed, focused on that one particular area.
4: Well, nowadays, it's very hard for people to break out in acting. So I, I'm i not the kind of person that would be like, OK, I'm going to sit around now until the next acting gig comes along. I'm like, OK, what else can I do to help not just push my name out there, but just to do more things and ha- develop more skills? That was another thing I learned um, when I went to Bow Street was develop as many skills as you can, because if you uh, learn to be a baker, then when you're uh, in a movie and you have to be a baker, you can relate to it. You don't have to just pretend, okay, I'm going to pretend to be a baker. Now, you know how to do it. Yes. You have those life skills. Um, same with directing. Although I absolutely love it and I love acting as well. Um, if I was to ever have to play a director in a film, I know how to do that now. Um, stunt coordinator. I know how to do that now, all that kind of stuff. And I can, uh, put that and push that into my acting. And it gives me not just those skills, but life skills to help me, um, just develop as a person.
1: I think I saw an article the other day and mm-hmm. George might remember we were talking about it. So we, we touched on the fact, you, you know, it's good to go wide and understand everyone's roles. But mm-hmm. after that, you've got to pick your SME, your subject matter expertise.
5: Well, that
1: that you, so, so if you were picking most one thing-
6: demand. One of the most in demand areas of film at the moment are writer directors. So like people yeah. would be like studying directing or like, I mean, is that really something you can study per se? Like you need to be making films to be a director, mm-hmm. but yeah. like uh, actors that are now creating their own, like their own shows. Like look at the, the Phoebe, what is Phoebe Walker Wallace? I think it is from Fleabag. Uh, Claire Dunn from Ireland, who just mm-hmm. uh, won the European Shooting Star Award. Gavin I mean, Burke
2: with was, all, his, all his projects he's that been, been <laughs> so <laughs> one of these like, years, yeah.
6: Good content, but they also yeah. need, you know, the taste maker of that project. You can't yeah. defer certain decisions to everybody. And also, like, just because a project has money doesn't mean that it's any good. Like oh, you no, know, no, absolutely. Good for that, you know. But
2: well, we keep talking and- about the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch, when they made it with nothing, turned into something really good. And as soon as they were given a budget. It, they couldn't work with it. They didn't know how to make the movie. It all flopped. And
1: then everyone else uh, keeps uh, on uh, promising uh, Blair
2: Witch. Uh, and they ca- <laughs> but that
6: happens quite often. Like, yeah. There are, some of the best cinema moments are happy accidents because they didn't actually have a budget and they had to yeah. come up with, like, even some of the best solutions. People are CG'ing everything now. Part of that is insurance reasons, but also, like, practical effects. Like, they were making their own effects. They were doing blood explosions and they're brilliant. Like, yeah. now a lot of the time they get, they get the financing on the second project That's because it. the first project made so much money and People, so many people, just look at this industry as a job. There's a difference between the artists in the industry yeah. and the actual gigging
2: people. What are you?
6: I'm still making up my mind. I
2: mean, I I, I find it fascinating because as someone that's been a teacher, a lecturer, and I've taught, uh, I've been I'm getting into counselling at the moment, as in the counsellor, uh, What I'm finding is everybody's telling their story, and you're trying to get them to act out certain parts and put into action their words in some form. So I'm sort of start to take a different view of what actors are really all about. That uh, it's not Garvin's view of the actor. It's it's basically, there's a task that has to be achieved within a certain scene or within a whole story. And you're seeing them, seeing how that person actually navigates the problems they're having to get to the on end a of the scene. scene. But also
5: subscribe. you want to, yeah. to empathise with them and not necessarily like them, yeah. but empathise with them. And that kind of thing. Um, but if you don't, mm. then you're not going to care. Um, Absolutely. Which is why
2: in, in some of the film script writing story ideas, there's that if the villain comes in and then goes and saves the cat, uh, you know,
5: which is actually the, the story. But even you know, the psycho killer who's killed a whole bunch of humans, but yeah. saves the cat. And then well saves done. Cat. Oh, oh, wait yeah. a second. He's killing that man. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, so back, it's, it's a bit
2: like John Wick wasn't it That was what set John Wick but John on Wick his, is, his is a good guy What you want
1: to be going, doing here now Is is Loki not the bad guy And now all of a sudden yeah. he has his own show And he's actually my daughter Loves Loki from day one So it's the characterization We touched on this and I like Darth Vader He was the bad guy But then he turned out to be a good guy So I don't know, I didn't know till about nine episodes in But the thing here is Is you played a role well. You looked well, played a role well. You liked the acting because you 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 engaged with the the fear or the emotion or or whatever else. But it wasn't a dull dud character, you know, it type of actually I think a show that might be newly coming back. I don't know if it's a repeat, but Dexter revisited or revamped which is the mass murderer good guy, you know,
5: it's this crossover yeah. of good and bad. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like saying, like, like, bad people sometimes can do good things. Yes. And uh, good people can sometimes do bad things. So it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, it's like, there's like a great Well, if you're area. an actor, which one were you? <laughs> I like to think I do mostly good things. <laughs>
2: In the, in the directing side of things, which is quite interesting because you're an actor and you're working with people and you're getting ideas. Um, do Are you going into the psychology of the way that a character may actually work to, for motivation and things like that? Tell us a little bit about that process that you, you would use.
4: Oh, 1000%. Even when I'm acting myself, um, I have a routine that I do. I'll deep dive into that character, try completely get into their head. I'll have like I'll have a different playlist for each character. So I'm listening to that on set, getting into it. A certain costume that they might wear, a certain scent that they might wear. So a perfume, anything, it can bring it on. All that kind of stuff. That's what I'll try to do, like get into them. Because I feel the only way you can properly show the emotions of that character is if you're in their head.
2: Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. Like some
4: people find when they get upset, um, they don't cry, they laugh. But certain characters, they react differently. So I'll get into that kind of headspace because... Although sometimes if I get upset, I might not cry. That person might. So I need to get in there and start feeling it.
1: So do you pinch yourself every now and again, bring those little watery tears (laughs) to your eye?
4: I haven't yet. No, I listen to sad songs. That might help sometimes. Oh, right. Um, You know the the song at the beginning of Up? Oh, that gets me every time. The Disney film.
1: I'm trying to. No, I can't oh. remember. I actually, I'd be in trouble if I actually did remember that because. <laughs> is that is know, that's,
2: the, that's the one with the old fellow with the balloons, isn't it? Yeah. not that? Yeah. Up? yeah not the, the house, song, yeah. George.
1: Though They're the old don't don't remember the song being called the old fellow with the balloons. You know, no, no, so that's, no. That's the, the film. Number three on. <laughs> I remember on the Spotify there now. Number the old <laughs> fellow <laughs> with the balloons. Yeah. Love it. Sorry. Don't, don't watch out for him in the park. Now keep him away from your kids. But it, it's what's what's interesting here is I said you're you're doing you're going wide. You're you're doing your networking. You're connect Ireland. We've talked to a few people before. Ireland is small enough that you can, as you said, you can get them. There's stuff going on. You're you're in a bunch of shorts, you're in a bunch of features, you're on a bunch of podcasts. And it's not that there's no work that you couldn't get involved with. There's plenty of going on out there for people to interact with. And, and I'm and strange enough, I'm thinking I, I'm unaware of all this. Therefore, I I, I think yeah. there's nothing going on because there's nothing outside my front window. So I mean, I, I've got, I think I'm gonna to have to reach out more and get more more involved. And I think I've said this to the George in a sense of this year is about getting more involved. With the local industry in things that are going on. And it's just help out a little bit here. You know, it's not to go work like a lunatic, it's just you can be there, you can be involved to a little bit or a bigger bit according to your appetite. But the one thing there is you've got to be involved in order to network in order to get the future work. So you're you're doing it in spades at the moment, in the sense of you're networking like a lunatic, you're yeah. out there, you're everywhere. You're, the, you're not the elusive Pimpernel, you're, 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 we, we can seek you here, we can seek you there, the thing is, we keep on finding you everywhere. So it, it's brilliant to see you out there and you're putting us to shame. You're putting me to shame, I don't know about him
4: like that's how like even with connecting when i was on the set of here they come i got two different things from that i ended up doing the signal with dana and stephen and then i also connected with one of my co-stars shannon um and that's how i ended up doing the makeup on deadweight so you never know what's going to come out of every opportunity no, that i'm going go to yeah, be
1: terrible be yeah. terrible because george made me do this i was going to try and avoid it but the one thing here is you're in, i'm going to no, this just too you know i'm going to say no you're investing in yourself you're investing because i know there's no money you're not getting paid for any of that, I don't think. Or are you? Am I making that mistake?
4: In some things, I am. I know, it, like some people when they go into acting, they have this big idea in their head that oh, everything uh, you need to get paid for. Or some people look down on people that are doing uh, films for that have no budget or no pay, and they're like, well, why are you doing it if you're not getting paid? It, it, it's not the point. Of you should never go into a certain field that you love so much and only go into it because you're getting paid or not. It's about filmmaking, making connections. Um, And you do it because you love doing it.
6: I'm an artist in other areas. I know from hopping around departments and things, certain things like I just don't wanna do. Like I've done DIT on projects and stuff and I just get frustrated sitting there transferring files. Uh, I like
2: yes God,
1: you, you like can do it, it, it you don't to meant everything. to do it that's it <laughs>
6: I, um, I like it, but it needs to be done you know yeah, oh, absolutely. Like,
1: no but you don't need to do it it's back to that's back to exactly. budget if the budget exactly. was there they can do it
6: yeah. but there's an awful lot of automation there that does it while you're not looking as well if you're on a budget you know mm-hmm. you can be the director and still you know have ShotPro pro and mm-hmm. you know checklists and some checks and they're being delivered to your phone while that's all offloading
1: onto you know yeah. so is is there a passion project arty farty creative yeah. in there that has it because we asked this question of a bunch of like you know other women we spoke to i'm still it, getting garvin to try and come up with his the, arty party project what's the one in the handbag <laughs> if you no not is otherwise I'm I'm i after. i have my man bag i'm just yeah, saying it's in there, there it's a passion project if someone just... We don't know how much it is. Someone that was 10 million, 15 million. And the reason they couldn't do it was it was an unattainable, you know, budget, therefore couldn't be done. Um, Have you got something you could do that you need to do before you die?
6: Yeah, but see, the thing is, that's every project I work on because I'm not going to work on it if I'm not passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're just... Because, good answer, like, good I, answer. I, I thought I? at a point in my career where I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, you're throwing out money, money at me. I don't care. I'll take it. Like, obviously. Yeah. This I can
1: spend that, me. no problem. Yeah. Um,
6: but like, there's a project, there's a writer that I'm working with at the moment. He had stuff, uh, we did a short a while ago. Um, we were uh, catching up um, last week and his one of his scripts was on the blacklist and he was invited by, like, he's a great young writer And uh, he wants to turn one of the projects that we did a short on into a feature film. And like one of the actors is from Denmark, one of the actors is from here. Uh, You know, there's a project that I'm shooting in March. That's by a young British writer. Uh, She's in it as well as an actor. She was in The Theory of Everything, and I've got an American actor.
1: My question would be: Is that a million? Is it five million? Ten? Fifty? What is it?
6: I'd love to do a a TV series. Well, I'd love to do a feature film on the tawn, but told from Queen Maid's perspective, because so much of our Irish legends are actually translated by men, have historically have been written by men. But Ireland was a matriarchal society. It certainly wasn't a male-driven society. So there's so many things that have been lost in translation. Like Queen but was, it was all about her ego. But when you look at how society worked back then, that's actually not what it's about at all.
1: So we're trying um, to get some Celtic superheroes, is it?
6: No, not superheroes. <laughs> They're not superheroes.
1: Well, they could but be, DC. It you know, sounds like,
6: like Game of Thrones ripped so many things yeah. out. The Irish legends. I was talking yeah. to an executive at Legendary Films recently, and they have people that are specifically studying cultures and yeah. their national legends, and they're stealing cultures, national legends, to put into Hollywood movies. It's like, I'd oh, love wow. to see some Irish legends And it's big budget stuff. But, you know, we can see from the Game of Thrones that we actually have the crews and the talent. And, you know, Stephen St. Ledger, who's an amazing Irish director who does fantastic action. He was doing stuff on the Vikings. You know, I I think he's just finished directing a couple of movies. Like, there is a way to do that. But I do think, like, in many respects, you know some irish film has been caught up in a certain genre of telling an irish story and th- yeah, there's yeah. there's a much
1: wider scope right that. so that we yeah. we want celtic mysticism to go kick ass
6: you know <laughs> uh you know considering what the marketplace is and the fact that you know if we have a film board that's representing ireland like ireland is far more than um don't get me wrong like the films that have come out of ireland based on the famine and based on other things you know are absolutely phenomenal films like iraq is phenomenal you know but I'd love to see some serious, like Irish legends and all of the, like, could you imagine like Michael Fassabender and all of these people playing like, you know, kicking the bejesus out of like a couple of, (laughs) having Saoirse Ronan as Queen May.
4: The one thing I've learned the most this year and last year, the most important thing is if you can control it, whatever crew you have on set, make sure you're 100% comfortable around them because I've been around people, um, like certain crew on things that have just made me uncomfortable. I just don't have the positive attitude. And I just hate that. Like take your negativity and bring it somewhere else. So I'll always look for uh, the most positive people I can. Yes. And I have a certain I have no pes- hope
1: people. then none whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. total no, negative for- pessimistic. Yeah. Up- <laughs> Well, Especially we we if-
4: for one last goodbye. I said it to yeah. Stephen. I'm letting him direct it by himself because I don't want to be pulled out of the moment. Um, I said to him, the one rule I have for this, um, if we're going to make this, is that you have everyone that we're both 100% comfortable around.
3: I think that's what we'll forget is the... How mentally and physically overwhelming it is just to finish a 90 page script. And I think that's why when someone finishes even one draft of 90 page script, someone, you know, if you post it in a group, everyone will be like, oh my God, fair play, you know, that's brilliant. You, you got yeah. one draft on it. It's such an achievement because like, people don't realize unless you've tried to write a 90 page script how hard.
6: Because oh, no. people as you're learning all right. of these different things. So people saying you have to specialize in one thing, then you're only going to meet a particular group of people. Like I've met camera operators. I've met people in like camera rental houses that I never would have met. You know, engineers like Nelson Tyler, who creates all of the big massive gyros that go on the front of helicopters and stuff. And his wife was Kubrick's steady cam operator. I mean, like the people that you come across as you're pursuing whatever your dream is, yeah. that's
5: what's important this is the second podcast I've been on I have one more coming up next week and for some reason in the last while I've been asked to come on podcasts and it's just something different and again like you come back to about life doing what you can while you, why you enjoy it as best as you can but variety and you guys are great this is this is this is variety <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a lot of variety this is, in this show. This is Panto on steroids. This is Panto
2: show. on steroids.
5: Yes, yes. <laughs> we all have the props as well. well the helmet no, type it on. No, it, seriously. No. I mean, it's it's been like a, I feel like I've been um, mm. I feel like I've been interrogated, life coached, praised. Um, you know, ripped I, a new one. Uh, You know, it's challenged <laughs> all in one go. Very. <laughs> no, it's been it's been good fun.
1: 10,000 years from now, when you have these 200 episodes of 52 Jokers Wild, you were one of those individuals.
0: And the the thing is, and I think the very, very interesting point is um, that you don't know where your next opportunity is going to come from. That's That's it. That is why you have to have as many irons in the fire as you possibly can. That is why you have to network with as many people. And that is why everybody should remember you as wonderful to work with.
1: Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.